Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Welcome back to the Sing Second Podcast. We are making our triumphant return from our little sabbatical. And as always, the original cast of characters are back and better than ever. It's been about three months since we last got together. And I can think I, I think I can speak for everyone here where not a lot's happened in this last three months. So uh, just like always, uh, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you can find us on the Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio. Uh, you can email us at singsecondpodcast uh, at gmail.com. But enough with the introductions. Let's hear from everybody. How are you guys getting along? Pretty, and they're not here Pretty, pretty good here. Uh, we, <laughs> I uh, just got back from a nice cruise. I uh, went to uh, Disney World for a couple Whoa. of weeks and I uh, went uh, – yeah, repelling down the Himalayas, and uh, actually, no, I've just been hanging out at home, uh, getting by, watching, uh, watching some new sports that I think we'll talk about later. Getting into a few things with that. Um, I found out that uh, well, I always knew I was, I have like this impulse shopping problem when I get bored, and so like when I see people are like, man, I'm saving a lot of money. I'm here like, man, I can't wait till my NBA Jam arcade cabinet comes in here probably in a few more weeks for that. So I buy a bunch more stuff, but I've tried to use it to uh, time to get a little better at some programming and coding and technology stuff, spend time with the family. I do get out and golf with my daughter uh, and do that kind of stuff and, and just kind of hanging out, playing video games. Clean it, cleaning the office a little bit. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely one of the people who is helping keep Jeff Bezos' <laughs> wallets plump because I get bored and I just search Amazon and convince myself of things that I, that I need. But Danny, what's been going on? Well, Brandon just named about a dozen more <laughs> super cool things than I've, I've been into. So I'm actually – Kind of hesitant to say what I've been up to. It, it, it's a lot of grilling meats. Oh. Um, wife came home with a little like 10 foot pool. So I've been taking care of a pool uh, and spending just family time. I've actually learned, here's, here's probably the coolest thing I would say is that I've learned a lot about all my kids sense of humor in the last few months just being around them all day every day uh so that's been any yeah they do and they're all kind of unique i couldn't really describe it but i feel like like i like i understand each of their senses of humor right now and and uh probably the best part is they they're kind of similar to mine so um we'll we'll get into probably the sports aspect of our little break here in a little bit but um that's kind of what i've been up to andy what about you well for the first uh eight weeks i was playing a college basketball simulation game that was like sun up to sundown what i was doing while daddy daycare was going on um it's been it's fun it's i was the uno mavericks for the longest time and then you know uh didn't win a lot of games turns out it's uh it's hard when you can't play on easy and you know, have one dominant LeBron James dunk it every time. Um, 
then recently uh, I became the Legion head coach. So magically I went from doing nothing to not sitting down and it being a hundred degrees and hanging out outside all day. So pile that onto trying to keep a, a lawn alive and I've, I haven't mowed a lawn in like a decade. So been just really growing up and maturing this, this uh, pandemic. So you said coach, but I've always thought baseball, the, the guy in charge was the manager. And then I really like to use the term skipper. Do you have a preference, coach, manager, skipper? I mean, if you want to call me a skipper, I, I'd take a skipper. Okay. Skip for sure. Skippy. <laughs> Probably more skippy. Okay. Skippity doo-dah. Uh, yeah, no, I think it deserves being said that if you guys are living in the North Platte area, you've seen Coach Butler, Skipper Butler's picture blasted on every form of news outlet that we've had here. And that kind of leads me just to a question on, like, what was the mindset in your uh, your outfit, your your appearance? Because I saw a couple of different pictures. One was school picture. One was more recent. Like, did you have a preference on on how that looked? So that ugly school picture, I'm pretty sure it was even was from my first stint here. It wasn't even like from last year or two years ago. And I mean, I've never taken a good school picture, so. <laughs> I mean, that says it enough there. Um, and they, they just pulled that one from somewhere. The, the, they probably Googled. Yeah, AndyButler.com. Yeah, and then uh, the one that had the, uh, the nice little soccer sweatshirt on, um, that one, Maggie took like five or six different photos. And then I drank a Red Bull, and then she took a, a few more just to get me more awake. And uh, we – settled on one of the 10. I love that. I will add that that's another thing that I, that I did a few days ago. I took like a good 25 minutes out of my day just to catch up on all the uh, coach Butler media appearances that he'd been making since the announcement that he was taking over as manager of the, uh, of the club. Yeah. I went from uh, being able to walk through Walmart and no one know who I am to still being able to walk through Walmart. No, one who I am, but <laughs> I was wondering where we were going with that. <laughs> but no, I mean, shoot, I, I've gotten more phone calls in the last week than I, I've gotten in months. There we go. I, our first not-so-humble brag from <laughs> Butler in our uh, return from hiatus. It lives past everything that's been going on. It lives. Andy, uh, if you need somebody like to uh, bang on a trash can or possibly do some uh, recording of signals, perhaps I could I could do that. I got not a lot going on. You know, um, sadly, the only people who can come to our games are parents of players. And so, if unless you can uh, drone the drone some some certificates, I don't know if he'll be able to get in. Drone. He doesn't have to be that close. I could be a drone or Gosh, a camo, crazy. camouflage. And really, who's to say Brandon can grow a good enough beard that he could pass as somebody's parent? That's true. Good. I really don't know who's going to, you know, stop everybody and say, what's your residence and who you're here to see type of joke because that that'd be terrible. So is this uh, our – is this our – Typical what's good section, or are we still just sort of like catching up sort of thing? Jeez. I thought I thought it was all rolled into one, but. Oh, no. Uh, 
Well, I don't do, you know. have, do you have some a, a planned what's good? I thought maybe you did. Oh, I got I got so many good things going on in my life right now. I, I we were just talking. I I've been really excited to get back with you guys. I think I've tried about once a week for the last eight weeks to try to get one of these fired up. Uh, we're kind of a sports podcast with with no sports to really talk about, so we kind of put it on the back burner, let everything build up. But uh, I put myself out there. I was going to ask these guys to do something creative as it's kind of our welcome back. And the best thing I came up with was a, was a haiku, a five syllable, seven syllable, five syllable poem to kind of encapsulate the, uh, the entire uh, time that we've had off. And as we got on, I found out that you guys have not, participated so you left me out on a limb so whoa, that's whoa. My, what's bad so, whoa i got i can turn that what's bad and make, it, make a it a what's good yeah sure i i have a haiku prepared and i mean i don't know if we want to get uh the listeners the faithful listeners out there to uh put to put maybe we could have theirs be like a haiku about their team or something you know Oh yeah, but uh, to whatever one we decide is the best one, got a little pri- got a couple little prizes here. Uh, one of them, I don't know which one yet. It depends I'm, I'm on who wins a little bit, I guess. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I was cleaning out the office and found and going through small books. So uh, whatever whatever one is the best haiku of our fans out there, you could win your own copy of. Uh, the Barry Alvarez autobiography, Don't Flinch, written by Barry Alvarez. Or uh, you could also be winning uh, The Dow of Chip Kelly. And I don't remember who wrote that one. Some guy who knew uh, Chip Kelly pretty well. It's, it's a little interesting kind of read, you know, about a guy who he's a little quirky and stuff. So you could be winning one of those two college football-related books for your personal library out there so just to to build off that brandon i was listening to a podcast the other day and topanga from boy meets world was on it and she was telling uh talking about how her and her husband have a like a game show three nights a week is this Corey matthews or her real husband uh her real husband oh, okay <laughs> oh, i thought i'd like I to think that, that they really did get married yeah um, but they have a game show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and the winner gets random stuff from their house. So, like, uh, like hours beforehand, they'll say, "Hey, for our dustbuster, here's our category for the <laughs> like for a dustbuster." Will uh, to the, these trivia questions, right, and things like that. And so, I mm-hmm. like I like that idea, and I gotta say, this bear. I think I'll make it the Barry Alvarez book. Otherwise, not a lot of people probably really like Chip Kelly, but. Uh, for the Barry Alvarez book, for you Husker fans out there, this book has major Husker ties all the way up from when he played for the Huskers, how he modeled the Wisconsin program off the Huskers, how, like, why he brought in Bill Callahan and Kevin Cosgrove, and, like, there's all these ties kind of that kind of encircle through Husker football through the, through the years. It's an interesting read. I enjoyed it a lot. It's pretty good. 
so can, just to be clear, what is, what's the actual contest? It's a haiku writing contest, and is and specifically the topic of their haiku is. Uh, so maybe about uh, their college football favorite team or something, or college football haiku in general. Okay. Or yes, what do you college, think? College football based. Yeah, and again, and we I, should have. Should we hashtag it so we can like search them easier? Oh yes. CFB uh, haiku. No, CFB we do. or hashtag S two haiku. Yeah, yeah. S two haiku because that even rhymes. Now. I don't know Brandon, how to spell do you, haiku, but do you have any like really crappy books you've read, and we could give that out to the worst one we get? Mm. How about this? I have a math. The, the Dow of you know. Chip Kelly. The Dow of Chip Kelly is to Go. the worst one. Barry Alvarez okay. is the best one. Or what do you think? I just have like stacks and stacks of uh, children's books. I've got sitting around my house I'd like to give away so I could give like a entire box of just kind of ripped up children's books, but it'd be cheaper to just to send the Chip Kelly one, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that'd be good. And here I, I have something just to kind of add the, the cherry on top. All four of us will sign both books. They'll be autographed <laughs> copies. Speaking of signing, what say you all like when uh, the Doug Flutie video game comes out? I'll get like a hard copy of it and we all sign the cover of that box and then give that to somebody. I like that idea. And like maybe that's something our listeners don't know because that happened over the old pandemic. Uh, Sing Seconds is going to be in a video game, a football video game next year, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, explain that a little bit. Andy, that can be your what's good. All right, so there's there's a Canadian football or a Canadian video game developer, and they, they put out a few games the last five or six years, and they've really kind of started to uh, take off and their team's getting bigger and bigger. But uh, last year, they put out a college football game, uh, but it also had a Canadian football and kind of a NFL all wrapped up, but it's not sponsored by any of the leagues. And so they're made up teams, if you would. Um, but they also would have like super realistic college names like California, uh, like USC would just be uh central or something like that and then instead of it being a trojan it'd be a spartan it's just kind of a knockoff team like that so nebraska was uh nebraska harvesters instead of the nebraska cornhuskers something like that totally customizable too so if yeah you but yeah you can totally them, customize yeah. them and so uh we reached out brandon when did we end up sending that email was that man Right around January, February? Yeah, probably. I think so. And we just reached out about having our own bowl game. And so uh, we always joked, going back to one of our earlier podcasts, about having a bowl game in Lincoln. And if we would actually go to it or whatever, because all these Bahama Bowls or these bowl games in Florida and things like that. Um, but they reached out and confirmed that we will have a sing second uh, Nebraska Bowl. So we'll be in a video game. And I'll just say that 
Kyle was basically the one who was anti this uh, bowl game in Lincoln. So the signed copy is just going to be signed by Danny, Brandon, and Andy. And <laughs> Kyle's probably not going to be on it. So um, just That's to clarify. Okay. Uh, I will buy and sign a copy of NCAA 22 <laughs> when it returns back in a, in a year or two now that college players can, can do that stuff now. Well, you won't be getting a free copy of that. No, I'll, I'll buy it and I'll sign it. And by that time, I'll be like uh, Mark Wahlberg and I'll leave the funky bunch behind me. <laughs> uh, so, Brandon, do you have anything else that you haven't already said that uh, would qualify as a, a what's good? I think that's that's probably about it. Just excited to be back doing this with you guys and my I've enjoyed the extra time at home probably more than like a little bit of me goes a long way. So it's probably, you know, more enjoyable for me. Everybody else needs a little me time away from myself. But, uh, um, but like other than that, I haven't really been having a lot of human contact with other people, you know, so it's always good chatting with you guys. And, and I've been pretty excited about this. So that's my what's good. Yeah, probably should have been noted on the, the front end. We are not sitting in the D Street Studios. Uh, Andy would be the only one sitting in the D Street Studios, and he looks like he's uh, nestled up on his couch. We are doing this via Zoom, everybody's new favorite app. So uh, if the, the audio is a little off, at least we don't have to worry about Andy forgetting to turn his microphone on if it's over Zoom. So uh it's kind of interesting to do this it feels like we're together but we're all sitting and talking to ourselves in a room in our house so uh we'll see how it goes andy do you have anything else that qualifies for what's good well other than my newfound fame um i'll be i'll be (laughs) studio on the radio tomorrow you know doing a weekly a weekly you know andy hour whatever they're gonna call it but no, it's just kind of good. That's exactly what they're going to call it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, but it'll be cool because I've, I've, I've had my own radio show and now I'm going to join somebody else's. <laughs> I wish we had sound effects. We need a little buzzer or dinger for when Andy gets his brags in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so now I'm going to throw it to you, Danny, and I want you to kind of take us wherever – wherever you think the current is going to take us. Well, first of all, you were talking about Zoom, and we're definitely all on Zoom. But what if I told you I was in these street studios with my computer just on Zoom? Uh, I would tell the listeners that you're lying. Cause I yeah, I am. Oh, I'm at home. Oh, should we talk about some sports? Sports? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. So what, sports, we don't care who knows. I don't know if that's a reference to something that I don't know about. It's a it's a Lonely Island song, you know, Andy Samberg and Oh yeah. On a boat, that sort of thing. In a box. Yeah, it's just another song. Yeah. No, we're starting to see uh live sports trickle back onto the TV. So, um that's kind of what I want to talk about in a roundabout way. Um Korean baseball. We saw a little bit of that. Anybody watch any of that? I watched the Dinos. 
Okay. Nobody so, else? So, Brandon, when you say you watch the dinos, like, do you know, like, do you have their rotation down? Do you know their, bat, their, their power hitters, their slap hitters? Like, how impressed no. are you? To be honest, like, at first I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then I stopped watching when they were, like, 9-1. and one. I was like, I wish I wouldn't have picked, like, so solid of a team. Because then I, I was like, well, everybody's going to be like, oh, you just like the dinos because they're good. Yeah, you're a <laughs> but, uh, for Korean baseball. Yeah, so I, uh, I kind of stopped following after that. I didn't know. I know they had a player. Uh, one of their starting pitchers was from America, and they interviewed him on like during the games and stuff but that's all i really know but they're they're pretty good pretty good little team good hitters yeah german soccer back on live television anybody catch any german soccer no well, there's what there's one time i was going to i see what um, you it did started there. to rain and then uh some randos subscription time ran out so we had to sit in his garage and not watch soccer I apologize for that. German soccer no. is actually actually pretty good, guys. You got to say the name. You just can't say German soccer. Like, what's the league's name? Because that's the only thing that I really like about it. What is the? It's the Bundesliga. Bundesliga. That that's all I have for it. It's and it's basically this the top team, Bayern Munich, spelled Bayern München, just dominates everybody. We got we got a second team, Borussia Dortmund, who really, if you know, college football fans would love Borussia Dortmund in normal times because they have like the greatest fan atmosphere. And then there's fifteen other teams that no one's ever heard of. So German soccer, um, it's, it's going to be kind of predictable who's going to win the league. So I won't make you guys discuss that unless you've got anything to add. Hey, real quick, why is it? Bayern Munich if it's München. Um, translation, autocorrect or something, this changes it. Does that suffice for an answer? Good enough for me. Okay. On to the match. The match. Tiger and Peyton versus uh, Tom Brady and Phil. Anybody tune into the match? I, I watched the whole thing, yeah. So did I. Any just general thoughts on that you guys want to want to get into? I thought Tom Brady would be a little better, you know. I think he psyched himself out a little bit because they said he had played 18 holes that morning before they played, and he was teeing off with his irons, which is what I do when I'm so far into my head when I'm gone, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, I just – but then I still don't hit the iron very well off the tee, but I still do it. He never used – he didn't use a driver one time. I and, thought that was like crazy. A, he's like a two handicap. Like he's a good player, and that I think he's like an eight. Well, single digit. Eight <laughs> uh, Manning played pretty good. I I didn't think he would play as good as what he did. He's good. I mean, geez, I was I thought it was fun to watch. I like the micing up with them and just kind of seeing some different personalities. Like listening to Phil uh, talk about you know, the approaching for when he's hitting around the green is cool just because that's what he's known for. And then you got uh, Peyton Manning, who's kind of like a media darling, you know, and was kind of charismatic. And Tom Brady was pretty quiet until he sunk that 
shot from far. Then he started chirping in and like Tiger, you could tell he was having fun. You know, they all wanted to win. It was competitive, but I was, I was pretty excited for it. And, uh, like I was, I was bummed when it was over. I had his torrential down. Well, not torrential downpour, but it was raining pretty hard at times. It was cool. Yeah. I wish the weather would have been nicer just because it would have had a little bit better atmosphere. The guys I think would have been even a little bit more loosened up, but like there is, I, I loved it on two accounts because on like one account and obviously Phil and Tiger are out of this world good. And I, I really liked when they showed some of the practice rounds where Phil Mickelson said, uh, when, when we're playing best ball, which is when you just take the player's best score out of the two of them, He's like, when we're playing best ball, don't hit the irons off the tee. That's your tur- that's your chance <laughs> to bring out the big dog and just swing as hard as you can. Pretty much saying, Tom, you never we're never going to use your score in best ball, so you might as well just hit it, just try to hit it as far as you can. But big on the first tee box, and again, this is why I really appreciated it. On the first tee box, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, who are two of the best quarterbacks that have ever played both duck hooked their first drives into the trees, into the weeds. And it just made me feel like I was equal to them probably for the first and only time in my life. Like they do that too. But then on the other hand, as, as the day progressed, it's crazy how they can be two of the best quarterbacks ever and still dedicate enough time to be that good at golf as well. Cause although they hit some bad shots, like, they were really good golfers. And you think about all the time that they have to spend perfecting being a quarterback to also just be able to walk on the course and be that good at golf too is, is crazy to me. Uh, Tom, Tom Brady's bad round was not really that bad considering the difficulty of the course they were playing, the situation True. that he was in. Like um, the, the best and the worst part of it for me was that as I'm not a Tom Brady fan at all, like I've, always found him irritating and annoying but guess what happened one hole into that match with my relationship with Tom Brady all of a sudden like I feel for him like he's kind of my guy because any amateur golfer has been in that situation where you show up you're feeling good you really want to have a good round and all of a sudden you just forget how to completely play the game at all and you're searching and you're just trying to knock a ball into the fairway so you don't have to look for it and I, I hate it when this is probably too big of a term to use, but I felt like it humanized Tom Brady a little bit and, and uh, I can relate to him now. So new star for Tom in, in Tampa and maybe I'll, maybe I'll change my opinion about him as a football player. I liked uh, Charles Barkley uh, in on the commentary too. I thought that made it fun. I would say those need to be like a regular thing now. Take two different PGA players, find somebody that each of them is friends with and, and buddies with who's a pretty good player, put microphones all over the place. We had Justin Thomas there. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't think he did as good of a job as I was expecting. I thought he'd be more involved in interacting with the players. But, again, I think the weather might have had uh, something to do with that. It just wasn't quite as easy to interact and be loose. But – that right there, between that and the NFL draft, which we're going to be talking about later, those were the two 
sports things that actually got me sitting down again on the couch uh, watching sports. And that's kind of the direction that I was wanting to go with this conversation. I think we'll ease into it a little bit, but um, Kyle, thought you had? Yeah, well, just kind of going off what you said, I think Phil Mickelson has already said because the first, the match was just him versus Tiger. This was kind of round two. Phil Mickelson already said like he wants to have one with Michael Jordan and Steph Curry being kind of the two extra ones. And I think that would be a, a lot of fun because Steph Curry is actually like dabbled in trying to make the PGA Tour. And obviously with with Michael Jordan and his new renowned fame, if, if it had ever left, I think Tiger and and MJ versus Phil and Steph Curry, I think would be an awesome match too. There's so much potential because all these PGA players hang out with athletes, former athletes. There's so many amazing athletes in a variety of sports who, you know, dabble in golf and all of a sudden are like a four handicap. So, and it's, and people watch it and people love listening to it. I could have probably done, Brandon mentioned it without Phil's like 10 minute explanation on a (laughs) chip shot that he had, but it still is interesting hearing them. And I think the problem going back to the original Tiger Phil match, that's just two guys out there. And we all know that it's a little bit easier having a conversation kind of being loose in a group than it is just one-on-one for for guys in general. So I think this was to me, the, the one thing that got me like I was looking forward to sports, had me sitting down for the entire thing. I talked to so many people who were watching the, the whole entire thing. And after that, I would, that's really what got me kind of in, in sports mode again and starting to look forward to, to some of these things coming up. Yeah. Just the last thing on it, and I don't know why it always surprises me, but I couldn't tell if I thought that Tom Brady and Peyton Manning were bigger than what I pictured, or I don't know if Tiger Woods is way smaller than what you ever pictured. But they were walking by each other on the green, and they made Tiger Woods look like a tiny person. Brady's height looked like there was something wrong with my TV screen every time I saw him. I'm not used to seeing Tom Brady and thinking tall, but, man, that just goes to show you professional athletes and and size immense. Yeah, completely agree. So the only other thing, as far as I know, live sports that have been on is NASCAR. Um, but Brandon, if you don't mind, I'm, I'm going to save that for, for a little bit later once we get to, to kind of some sports things that you've been up to. Is that cool? Sure. All right. So uh, kind of planning this podcast and thinking about what, what we wanted to talk about, the one thing that kept coming back to me is sort of our relationship with sports over the last several months. Uh, I know that as soon as stuff was canceled um particularly then our our spring high school sports season uh which which i coach i was totally turned off uh, of of anything that that had to do with sports i didn't listen to podcasts radio i didn't watch espn uh for at least a month and i know that other people were sort of finding things to watch and, and finding things to do sports wise during that time. 
Um, so I'm, I'm just kind of curious about what you guys' relationship with sports has been during this time. Um, what things have you found yourself watching? What things have you not paid attention to? Um, what, do you, what, what did you realize you really needed that, that you're missing as far as sports? Um, so I just kind of want to want to get things rolling with that. Uh, like I mentioned, it was it was the match that got me going again, and probably watching the Last Dance got me thinking about the NBA and the NBA playoffs. And man, I I did not realize that the NBA playoffs are probably at least my my top two or three things that I look forward to to watching every year. So I'll just kind of open it up with that and get your guys' thoughts, and maybe we can have some discussion there. Andy, what do you got? I know for me, like, I, I haven't watched – I didn't watch the uh, the Tiger Woods, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning golf tournament. I haven't seen an episode of the dance um, other than the NFL draft and now coaching baseball. Like, it wasn't Madden. I, I, I didn't care to watch it. And I can remember – I mean, I've deleted – hours upon hours on the DVR of games that I wanted to watch live and they're my, you know, my favorite teams or whatever. So they automatically download and I just delete it. And I, I don't know if it's because it's not live. I don't know if it's still a little bitterness of not having a spring sports season or whatever, but I just, it's, it was, it was hard. I, I, and I don't know if that means I don't like sports as much as I thought, or if, 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 knowing the outcome really has that big of an impact. Yeah, I I think for me, and as as time has passed, like I think I start feeling worse and worse for you guys and and the the high school kids who got that spring sport canceled. I know, uh, and it's probably a little greedy, like I know when this first happened, like I had like a sigh of relief that it happened when it did and it didn't happen two weeks earlier. So our season could finish. And I was like, I was looking at it from that point of view thinking, Oh, thank God I got my season that I was a part of finished. And then not really even kind of sympathizing, I guess, with the fact that um, the whole spring sports season got canceled. And I guess it probably didn't hit me because I know when, when we first got kind of kicked out, uh, there was kind of that glimmer of hope that it was still going to happen in some shape or form. But then, yeah, kind of when the hammer came down uh, and it seemed like we were in it for the long haul, like that's when it started feeling bad. But in terms of sports, and I know I've talked to you guys privately or at least Danny about it, like I've actually really enjoyed watching some of the, the older stuff because they've been replaying uh, – all of the the clinching championship games for the NBA finals. So um, I'm a Kobe fan. So seeing the Lakers back in those days, or um, obviously I watched every episode of the last dance. And for me, that was appointment watching. And with some of the chain messages and group messages I was on, like that, it, that was a completely sec- separate experience of watching the game or watching the last dance. And then, having that conversation about stuff that happened 20, 25, 30 years ago. And it was almost like you were reliving it. And for me, I was so young when it first happened, I essentially was living it the first time. There's a lot of stuff I didn't know, a lot of stuff I thought was cool. So between watching the old basketball games and watching the last dance and a couple of things here or there, like 
I, I thought that was actually pretty cool. And I think that'll be something that's kind of here to stay. So I, and I'm kind of thinking along the same lines as, as Andy. I was, I had almost that same thought, like maybe I really don't like sports that much. I probably went a, a month or, or, you know, six weeks without watching a single sporting event. And they kept advertising, like, we're going to be replaying, you know, such and such playoffs, such and such championship. And for whatever reason, that's just not something that that was interesting to me. And I guess maybe I'm just a, a, live, a live sports fan. Maybe that's it. No, I, th- I, I get it. But, like, it seemed like when it – when all this stuff first happened, everybody was at a standstill. Cause there's like, there's honestly like a week or two in there where people were talking about like, what is ESPN even going to put on it? And so I, like, that was kind of my detox kind of going through what you guys went through. But then as soon as I started flipping the channel and seeing NBA finals on it, I was like, Oh, I'm hooked. Especially if it was teams or players I like. Now, and this kind of came all up all at an interesting time because uh, WrestleMania was going to be in a couple weeks. So they ended up turning WrestleMania into a two-night deal. But then they played old WrestleManias on ESPN. And so, like, I've read a few places where Fox was super upset because they just signed uh, the WWE to having their own show only on Fox. So ESPN wasn't supposed to be a part of it. And they, I don't want to say they did, like, a backdoor thing, but magically WrestleManias were aired on ESPN and they let, you know, free subscribers for WrestleMania and stuff like that. And so like this huge kind of blow up between Fox and ESPN was kind of happening over a fake, fake sport. Yeah. Andy, you should speak on that. And Brandon, I just honestly don't know if you're still a fan of it, but like, I know Andy is a, a huge fan of WWE and the new AEW like, have you been watching it? Has it lost some of it, not having the crowds in there? Because I'm assuming you're still watching that, aren't you? Brandon, you, Brandon are you still a fan? Yeah. Um, I, You know, I didn't start watching until, you know, this whole thing happened, you know, and then it was like, well, I don't really know. I didn't want to watch anything on TV. That was just where something's going to come up where they're talking about the current instance, you know, and it's like, yeah. man, I don't need to be reminded a million times that I can't watch sports and doing this right now. So, you know, so Andy kind of brought me over to the uh, <laughs> wrestling side. So I don't, I always made fun of rest. Two of the things that I followed the most, I probably made fun of the most of in my life <laughs> is quote unquote sports, you know, or whatever. But uh, to me, I don't have any prior knowledge or you know anything to compare wwe to and so i just kind of followed it and so i think from where i'm at there was no fans i was like i mean it's a little weird but it's like storytelling you know what i mean and so it's like i get to see who the villain is and who who i'm gonna cheer for and stuff and and i thought that was kind of cool um you know and now where they're starting to have like NXT wrestlers is it NXT Andy who's coming into Raw on Mondays now is the fan yeah yeah that's like their developmental guy so like watching that I'm like oh man now there's people there and they're kind of cheering so you know for to me it's been kind of fun to watch and it's you know it's silly you know but it still they do cool 
feats of acrobats. I don't know what you call it, but uh, they, <laughs> they do uh, cool flips and, you know, some of this stuff is kind of cool. And the story's silly, but it's kind of fun. To, like it's a little bit of an escape for something kind of fun to watch, you know. But I, I, I just watch Raw. I've kind of dabbled a little bit in the old uh, NXT and then also the SmackDown, but I think Raw's kind of, they speak to me a little more, I guess. Now, uh, I, I'm kind of the opposite. I liked it when there was nobody around at ringside um, because, like, a lot of people don't know. Like, it's kind of like a dance in the fact of, like, you can't pick somebody up and slam them unless they allow you to. And so, like, I, I like to hear the little intricacies of uh, or how are they calling it? How are they going to tell each other what moves coming next and how to reversal or – um, how to set stuff up. And so like, just to see if you can catch those like little hidden secrets is, is kind of fun. Uh, to me too. Like, and maybe you, you could speak from this. Cause like sometimes there'll be like an ambush or whatever, when they're in kind of deep monologue mode and somebody will jump in and I'll kind of jump, you know, and I'll be like, geez, where'd that. <laughs> but if there was a huge crowd, you'd probably hear people booing into, you know, when somebody comes in on behind them or is that a, thing you know where it's less of a surprise when the whole crowd sees them coming well and that's kind of the thing a lot of times the crowd will hijack matches or hijack programming and stuff like that so it, it doesn't hit as well as it did and so there's been a couple of uh rivalries or programs if you would that have been better because it's one-on-one -on -one, there's one camera and they're like stare, staring right into the camera where you didn't get that before and so uh, it's it's actually a lot of the storylines just because the fans don't hijack uh, some of the monologue and stuff. My my favorite two, Drew ba Drew McIntyre, you know, with the old uh, I liked the shirt he wore the other day where he was like play less Claymore or something like that. Yeah. And then uh, love the street the street profits and old uh, Montez Ford is that his name? Yeah, Montez Ford. I drink out of red plastic cups now uh, just to be <laughs> like those guys. <laughs> so for anybody who doesn't know the Street Profits, Montez Ford is like one of the Waynes brothers, and he's just been like supplanted into WWE. So Marlon or his brother or his, his kid or whatever. Um, so he's a lot of fun personality. This kind of goes along this same lines as a, as a debate that's been happening over the last few weeks. You guys been um, into this fake crowd noise debate at all? Heard anything about it? So when they first started putting German soccer back on the air, soccer talk, uh, it, it was, there was nobody in the stands. And you could hear like all the players talking out there. You could hear the coaches yelling. Of course, it was in several different languages. I thought it was really cool to, to hear an incredibly high-level soccer match where there was no crowd noise. And you could kind of hear all the goings-on, the communication, kind of like Andy was saying, the intricacies with, with no fans. Well, people must have complained about it because in week two, all of a sudden, it was as if they were playing in front of a, a capacity crowd. And they had it all figured out, like if the home team – was getting an attack going and looking like they might score, like there was a, you know, the the crowd erupted and something bad happened. There's booze. They had all their chance. And so it's almost like 50-50. A lot of people think 
fake crowd noise is great. It makes the, the experience at home like normal. And then the other half says, no, it's, it's, it's fake. It's not real. And I don't bring it up because I want to talk about soccer, but I imagine we may, this may in the fall be a debate that we see when it comes to football, whether it's college football being played with no fans or NFL. So I guess my, my question is, would you rather as a watcher on TV hear it as you maybe normally would with crowd noise, in this case, fake, or would you rather hear what's actually kind of being captured and, and caught going on uh, field level? Th thoughts, Kyle? Well, I, th I think for a sport like soccer and even with football, when you're watching it on TV, like it's such a big field and there's so much action going on, like you don't see the crowd in the background. It's just focused on the field essentially. So I think as a viewer, you could probably almost trick yourself into thinking there's an actual crowd there. But I think pumping in crowd noise into an, a, a basketball game where 100% of the time you see the majority of or not the majority but a portion of the seats behind them I think it it'd be harder to trick yourself into thinking that and I also think uh just like we were talking about with the golf game uh having all of those guys mic'd up and kind of hearing what kind of goes on through their mind or in an NBA game or a soccer game being able to kind of hear a little trash talk or any of that I think would be cool shoot on the last dance ESPN ran uh, a clean version and uh, unedited version of it and where they were dropping f-bombs and stuff like that and I think if, if you had the players and you don't have to have them mic'd up but if you had just like a gym like a open gym run where you can hear everything going on I think that would be awesome and they said that in the the UFC fights that they've had um, I can't remember who it was Greg Hardy or one of them said that he could hear Daniel Cormier announcing the, the, the match and saying things that he needed to do to, to help himself out. And he adjusted what he was doing based on what the announcers were saying to the TV fans. So I think that would be just an interesting wrinkle as well. So Danny, when, like, did they pump them over just the, like the TV monitors or was it broadcasted in the stadium? live so this this is the thing that i that that i found bothersome is only on tv where you get in the fake crowd noise and the announcers were still speaking as if it was a dead crowd so there was like that kind of discrepancy and to me it was pretty cool that in this given situation we were getting a different look at what we've always seen i thought it was unique and, you know, given the uniqueness of this situation, then we saw a different aspect of what we've, what we've been watching all along. And so, I, I, I don't, and I don't know, like I'm thinking about, I guess, NBA. We didn't even get into the NBA has a plan of, of coming back. And I almost wonder if they want to cover, cover up the noise because of language that you would hear on a soccer field or a basketball court or a football field. Maybe that was part of it that they were worried about what might might get caught on the microphones. I don't know. Yeah, and any strategic stuff, like I'd, I've always heard or heard different things of, like the coaches would be some of the ones that hated it the most because anything that they called out or anything that they said in terms of matchups would 
get hurt immediately. And I don't know. I I think the the NBA. I think because it's such an intimate game in terms of how close you can actually get. Football and soccer, you're so far away from the actual field of play. Um, I I definitely think they would have to have like a seven second or a thirty second delay just in case somebody really got into it. But like I said, with ESPN, if they can kind of wave the white flag on the Michael Jordan doc, there wasn't anything that the players are going to say that they didn't let fly over the air on that. So like you were saying, they you lose something with the crowd there, but then allowing you to hear kind of the inner goings of it, they added something back to it, which we never got before. So I don't know. I, I think it would be cool if you could hear what was going on. I think when you got to a football game, especially at the NFL level, you would actually be able to hear just how violent and vicious some of that stuff is going on, which I don't think the NFL would want that much. But you maybe they could start doing like multiple versions. You can watch the fake crowd noise version. You can watch the like field level audio yeah. version. I, I like think field the, level audio with uh, all twenty-two film to go option as well you know just to kind of see everything and i mean you won't pick up all the communication of the players or whatever but it would be cool just to see all that and then hear what's kind of going on well and it's and it's cool too because like there's a viral video of uh cam newton motioning christian mccaffrey out of the backfield and the only time they ever did that uh it was this play or whatever and the defense called out what play they're going to run. And he had, like, the adjustment to it. And, like, so you could hear Cam Newton, like, trash-talking the defense. Like, I knew – you knew I knew what you were doing type of deal. I think that's cool uh, because, you know, the NFL, they have no limit on, you know, film and stuff because they don't have class and they don't have recruiting and stuff like that. So just the in-depth of what these guys actually know tendency-wise it would be really cool. Uh, it seems like an opportunity given – so the NBA, we know, I think end of July maybe they said, so that's time to figure things out. I guarantee you NFL is already considering um, options of how they're going to operate. It feels like an opportunity for, for some people to get very creative with how uh, we at home are going to be viewing these games. And so maybe that's, uh, maybe that's an upside uh, to – to what we've been going through is, is some unique ways to, to portray what these athletes are doing. Before we shift on, is there any stock that we should all be buying? Because, like, if you would have told me in November to buy all of the Zoom stock that I possibly could, I would have so much money I probably wouldn't even be on the Zoom call anymore. So, like, that's probably what we should be spending some time doing is, like, with all this stuff going on, like, what's the next big thing that we need to really pounce on to – to take this thing second podcast to the next level in terms of funding. I was thinking the other day that, you know, Schwann's. Yeah. I bet they're the doing really well right now. Yeah. But no, I'm not smart enough to, to see the future like that. Yeah. Brandon's, probably, Brandon's quiet. Cause he's probably already made some investments. He's, he's a pretty smart dude. Let me just uh, finish saving my portfolio here real quick, and then I'll join your conversation. Sorry. What's that now? I thought Kyle was using the term stock because he was going to get into stock cars because we have not heard yet about uh, about 
is it new new fandom of nascar have you always been a nascar fan and now you're just like willing to talk about it brandon real quick before you go danny that's a heck of a transition stock is in stock golly dang right aren't they called stock cars (laughs) there are stock cars yeah that's that's one uh form of racing automobile racing but yeah i'm a guess i'm a new fan of nascar now so i was talking about how there's two quote unquote quote sports that i have always made fun of and wrestling was one wwe wrestling coach hall not if you're listening coach hall not the uh actual real wrestling that's a good sport but anyway the other one was nascar because you know i always thought oh they just turn left all the time you know it's not that exciting go around in a circle but uh when you know like when the sports went off the air i was pretty excited about the draft you know i was pretty excited about the digital spring husker game you know we kind of some of us watched all that together uh with those online virtual watch parties and stuff but nascar was one where they kind of went to something called iRacing and they have these simulator rigs where they could play online. And like, I thought it was really cool. It's these people that they're skilled, you know, I'm not gonna, I wouldn't necessarily say it's like athletic, but I would say to control their vehicles that way, you know, and make all these decisions in, in a split less than a second amount of time. They're, uh, they're very skilled in what they do. And they just wanted to put on, uh events for fans you know something for on a sunday and a wednesday night for people to get their mind off of other stuff and so all these nascar riders and also the uh people who are in the virtual i racing series they kind of got together and they'd race and it was fun to watch and so um i watched that the virtual racing you know and then got my own little rig that i can hook up to my computer here so i can get that going i play project cars 2 and uh am now in the cl10 cup signed a nice little uh contract with volmer motor racing in my offline career and so kind of just taking it one race at a time one lap at a time one you know and uh yeah I'm not good enough to be playing online careers. I want to at least get pretty good offline for this and consistently beat like the computer on the difficult mode, you know, before I start going on an actual racing. But then now I watch like NASCAR now just because I followed him. I like Clint Boyer and got some race racers that I follow now. It's kind of fun to watch. Okay. So can I ask some questions? Why? Yes, you may. All right, so first, can I get your – your uh, what do you see as your strengths and your uh, weaknesses in your in your racing? Oh, me as the uh, racer here, putting on yeah. the ra- – hold on, let me put on my racer hat. Okay. Yeah, like what, do you right. think what do you think you're kind of good at? What do you wish you could get better at? Well, I'd say probably the thing I'm good at is uh, being patient when there's uh, – a lot of congestion of cars around some of the tighter turns in the CL 10. It's not like the NASCAR where you're just going in a oval or what have you, you know, we, we got some left-hand turns. We got some right-hand turns. Some are sharp, some are 
less sharp. And uh, <laughs> would you say that your level of racing is higher than NASCAR because you do have to turn right sometimes? You know, you could say that, but I'm going to say like in my current racing, like when I reach like 110 miles an hour, that's like really fast currently because there are much sharper turns, you know, so you got to kind of be careful with that. But I think I'm good at showing patience when I'm successful. I'm good at uh, avoiding the lap traffic, which uh, for you uh, new <laughs> followers out there is kind of like when you're trying to lap somebody in their the traffic in front of you so I, i'm good at uh avoiding them and navigating through those situations and i'm getting better at kind of slide turning you know and and kind of doing that i'm a little more aggressive now in my turning but you always look for a little you always look for, as a racer such as myself you always uh look through uh <laughs> You build on your strengths and you try to keep yourself out of uh, situations where you have to depend on your weakness is what I would say is it coming from where right, I so am. he so hasn't addressed Brent, his weakness yet, but uh, I would probably say, I don't know. I'm not, real, I'm not real great at everything. Yeah. I got, before I can get to NASCAR racing, uh, these, thankfully some of these races are only like a half hour, 45 minutes because I don't need to be getting up and going to the bathroom and like, Maddie, come in here and take the wheel. I got to go to the bathroom. You know? So I was going to ask, uh, have you had like a, a 400 lap race yet? Have you, have you tried one of those crazy? Not yet. I'm just, I'll, I will uh, practice my new cars around like the bigger tracks, you know, kind of like the NASCAR, the Indianapolis tracks or the IndyCar uh, tracks. But um, the ones that I do now are like, 12 laps is a pretty long race and i don't remember the mileage of the actual things but yeah it's pretty All fun right, so my my other question now having experience with racing yourself and watching it on television what do i as someone who doesn't do either of those things not realize about the sport or what the drivers have to do does that make sense yeah i hear you here's so from the part of the driver, you're, I think what I would guess their biggest challenge is managing temperature of their engine, you know, making sure that things aren't overheating. Uh, knowing when you're going to stop in on the old pit road. Pit road's a pretty big deal. Uh, Jeff Gordon, when he's on there, I, like how, I even like how he says pit road. And he probably says pit road about 147 times per lap. And I'm just like, oh, he's, and he'll say, yeah, they got to be careful coming up here to pit road. They got, you know, you got to manage the, uh, the tread on your tires, which is important. Um, and sometimes like the drivers, if they get rattled, they may say, hey, it's, it's too loose out there. I'm too loose. And then the uh, pit crew, the leader has to kind of look at the race driver and say, you know, is he just frantic right now? Is it really uh, too loose on the car? Do we, do we need to tighten it up? And so just kind of managing and focusing for a long period of time, I think is hard for a driver. Uh, any little time somebody gets hit, it seems like Jeff Gordon on the old announcer, he'll say, oh man, that's doing some damage. That's going to affect the performance here. And sometimes you'll get uh, debris in the front of your car, which could cause heating. If you're trying to um, draft behind somebody, 
you know, and, and you get a little bit too far back, you could get turbulent in the air, which is called dirty air for you uh, new people out there. <laughs> you want to avoid dirty air and you want to try to, you want to try to drift closely behind people, you know, and, and, and get that a uh, draft of air, which kind of creates like a vacuum, which almost can practically pull your car along behind the person in front of you. And you can do it along the side. Somebody may try to pass you along the side and you can aim your car in such a manner that can cause a uh, draft of air to uh, kind of make their car get a little bit loose and then you can get away from them and not let them pass you. And another thing, I always thought you would always want to be on the inside uh, track, you know, on the inside lane. Yeah, because it's shorter. Yeah, seems pretty beneficial to be so far to the outside to where you're almost touching the wall, but obviously you don't want to touch the wall. You don't want to get in on the wall uh, with that because if you get loose, you know, then you're going to get crashing and and that's going to affect your performance. So, yeah, that's that's my knowledge, I guess, of NASCAR right now. I think uh, from what I gather, Chase Elliott's probably – the best driver because he gets he may be starting way far behind and it's like he's always in the hunt it doesn't matter where he starts he's he's kind of like the uh, terminator just ever so relentless in his pursuit of that number one spot but clint boyer's my guy he, that's my driver right there number 14 number one in my heart and he's going to be uh <laughs> driving the uh the bush light corn car here in the near future so. All right, Brian, Brian, I got one last – I got one question for you. So my experience with NASCAR is NASCAR 2000 on the PlayStation 1. Mm -hmm. My 10-year-old brain could, like, really want to race about 20 minutes, and so we'd get, like, you know, 15, 20 laps in, and then I'd just start trying to wreck everybody. Have you had one of those experiences where you're having fun, but then you're like, hey, how many guys could I take out? No, I take my offline career mode pretty seriously. I try to <laughs> represent uh, Volmer Racing in the best way possible. <laughs> I got my teammate out there, and so sometimes if, if he's struggling, you know, and, I, and he's lap traffic, I'll try to navigate around him, help him out. But, uh, you know, I don't want to do anything that's going to reflect badly on the uh, black and yellow brand of uh, Volmer, you know. But good question, though. Good question. <laughs> wow see we open up a a new topic i'm just i'm most impressed of the the language the way you use the language so well brandon thanks uh you know it's really second nature after a while and some people may tune in all of a sudden and just say what are they doing talking nascar here well on a college football podcast well i just thought of this uh, you can't spell nascar without ncaa well, we uh, haven't even so, talked about you know, Kyle's, Kyle's been to a football game in a NASCAR. Is it a stadium? Yeah. Uh, it's actually oh, – I call they, it they, like a speedway or a, maybe a speedway perhaps. I think it's oh, you know. the, the, biggest call, the biggest remaining coliseum is what they call Bristol Motor Speedway. So, no, I'm a member of the Guinness Book of World, World Records. I uh, went to the – battle at bristol virginia tech and tennessee at bristol motor speedway it's like 130 140,000 people there to watch a college football game and i was there that's awesome 
before we before we kind of wrap up, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but how have you guys or what have you guys been doing? Because most of you guys said you kind of took a, a break from sports. What have you spent spent most of your time doing? Any Brandon's kind of picked up some sports hobbies. You guys have new hobbies. What did you spend time doing that uh, was worth your while? Danny? Uh, shoot. You know, I've, I've cooked more meals uh, in the last three months than I have probably in the last three years combined. But um, as far as special interests, not a whole lot. I probably, I've golfed more uh, before June than I have in the last, last bunch of years, but, um, I haven't, I haven't picked up any new interests or hobbies. That's one thing I've always been impressed about, uh, with Brandon is he's always, always working on something new. So, um, I don't, I don't have any, any good stories like that. Andy, what have you been doing? No, uh, other than playing that, uh, basketball simulation game, uh, it's just kind of, if I'm not playing PlayStation, it's been daddy daycare or, uh, you know, a little bit of reading. But other than that, though, a lot of sitting. Yeah, as corny as it's to say, uh, it has been really cool to be able to spend all this this time with uh, my my kid. He, he turned one while this is happening. Uh, I've been playing golf a lot. Uh, I've also... Uh, recently got a new puppy so now it's like we have two new kids at our house but it is kind of amazing how much just tv that I've watched I think I've fired through like four or five different tv shows and just kind of get hooked on one for a while and then finish it and then move on to the next uh, my son seems to really like music so I've been watching a lot of Disney uh, movies with a lot of music in them and I don't want to start it today, but uh, I want you to kind of think about what your favorite Disney soundtrack is, because I think I, I got a new one. I got a new one. Brandon, do you have any any new new hobbies that you haven't already mentioned? I would not say really anything new. Just uh, I mean, other than uh, playing the game, but like I've been playing Madden a lot more, trying to build a different Philadelphia Eagle team, trying to get out of the salary cap purgatory that Howie Roseman put us in. I inherited a lot of problems with that and finally getting it turned around and uh, we c it is possible to build for the future without sacrificing a win now mentality I found. Just okay, takes so, a little effort. Yep. Quick question. Doesn't have what season are you in? Uh, right now I am in let me see, just give me a second to count in my mind. Okay, so we got uh, – this is He's season – counting up uh, all of his Super Bowl trophies. Yeah. Well, okay, so the first year I won a Super Bowl. Second year I lost in the Super Bowl. Third year won a Super Bowl. Fourth year won a Super Bowl. This is year five for me right now. And this last question, who is your starting quarterback at the moment? Currently now it's Carson Wentz, but uh, I watched uh, – or, well, I'd heard the article about the Madden winner who won without throwing a pass. In fact, his, like, quarterback was his punter because they had a salary cap, you know. So yeah. I was like, all right, we're bringing the freaking run game back to Philadelphia, and I'm going to mask my 
semi-bad defense, which is good ball control and uh, trying to keep the ball out of the opponents. But Carson Wentz is my is still my starter. But once his contract is done, I doubt I'm going to be able to afford him. That that's one thing uh, with with Madden. I uploaded the new draft class and then started a new one and then did a fancy draft. And it was kind of fun just because I waited to like the 21st or 22nd round and got Tua. And so Tua is my starting quarterback. My backup is Jalen Hurts. So I'm set for the long run here. Uh, nice. But it's fun uh, having the fancy draft because then it kind of feels like it's my own team and I drafted every player and whatnot. So that's kind of been a fun Madden challenge. It was pretty tough for a long time. I got tired of like people just coming up to me all the time and saying, hey, so a uh, good job winning the Super Bowl with Doug's players, you know, and then now that I finally have gone far enough, you know, I'm crawling out of old Doug Peterson's shadow a little bit. He's with the Seahawks now and actually just defeated the Seahawks in a regular season game. Uh, just my last game actually with the last second field goal. And it was, there you go. Oh, I was pretty excited. It Huge weight off of my shoulders and like, I'm excited to get, a real good night's sleep tonight. But <laughs> just for one night because the, the Giants are around the corner. Can't sleep. Enjoy it overnight. That's what I say. And then it's on to the next game. Looking back on it, that is what we should have done with this podcast over the last handful of months was have a, a Madden or an old NCAA dynasty going and then talked and spoke about that as if it was real life. That Opportunity awesome. missed right there. Oh. Opportunity missed. Next pandemic, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I think we're going to start wrapping up. As always, we talked about this being a, a short little reintroduction to the Sting Second Podcast, and we're about 20 minutes past when Danny told us to start wrapping up. So uh, just quickly around the room, and if you want to share one of your haikus, uh, go for it. If not, uh, Andy, give me your, your extra point. No, I'll just uh, tomorrow on uh, my new uh, radio hour, I'll make sure to wear my uh, Sing Second gear and hopefully give you guys a shout out. Yeah, give us a shout out. Tell them all the, the interesting social media platforms they can reach us at. We will definitely do that. Uh, Danny. I cannot understand why all dishes are not microwave safe. <laughs> Or dishwasher friendly. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, but Brandon? Brandon. Well, point. for my uh, little haiku here, uh, so like not as many things to look forward to, you know, so this is kind of one of those little pleasures. I eat a lot more of this in the mornings, probably every other day. If I, I would eat it every day if we could. But, uh, this sounds but like so, a lot of syllables. This is uh, my – well, I'm just – Segwaying the haiku. So this new little thing I like. So here it is. 575, right? Yep. Bacon, bacon, bake on. Bacon, bacon, bacon. Bacon, bacon, bacon. That's my favorite thing. I freaking love bacon, man. And it is the highlight of my mornings. I can never get if I was in a raft out in the ocean like castaway with just me and wilson and i'm in a raft made out of bacon i'm gonna drown because i can't resist from eating that raft made out of that <laughs> bacon 
That's all. I love the the punctuations that you added in the middle of it too, which I think added something to it. Thank you. Um, my extra point, it just honestly is, is fun to get back to you guys. So that's, that's my extra point. Hopefully this is one of many, even if we have to start talking about a, a Madden franchise and talking as if it is real life, but to finish up here is uh, my little haiku. Oh. The sports have left us. What am I supposed to do? My wife now hates me. <laughs> That's awesome. I like it. End scene. <laughs>